Hi, welcome to episode 36 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm here with my co-host Molly. Today we're going to be talking about success in life and what that means to us. Hey Molly, how are you? Hey Alicia, I'm, uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great too, thank you. So we'll start with you. What does success look like for you in life? For me personally, uh, success would be um, living life on my own terms. That's uh, it for me. Awesome. And does that like include anything like money or power, like some of the things that you see, you know, in terms of how the media presents success? Not really, because um, money and power and all those things are relative, right? I mean, sometimes, yeah, um, I, I think if you live life on your own terms, things like money and power will come automatically or they won't come. And that's okay, too. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's what the main focus is usually is money and, and power and fame, those types of things. Like you said, I think it should just be a byproduct of what you're doing in terms of following your passion in life. So, yeah. yeah. So would you, do you think that it's good to celebrate like small wins? Like last year I took to a trip to Costa Rica. That might not be a success, you know, to most people who are thinking differently, but it was still a success um, for me, even though it's not like what's viewed as success in a traditional standpoint. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a big advocate of um, trying to, to gain, uh, to achieve or, or celebrate small, small gains because mm -hmm. um, that's what keeps you going. But I really, really, really look at the small, very, very small gains. For, for instance, if I would have like um, a nice meditation session, I would celebrate for a second. Um, if I had a nice conversation with something. I, you know, I mean, so very, very small gains. I, like, uh, I even think like the, the trip to Costa Rica is a good thing. I mean, that's a good way to celebrate, but that's already too big for me. I would, you know, <laughs> even celebrate smaller things. Celebrate smaller things. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like you said, meditation and things like that throughout your day, those are still successes. Because when I looked up the definition of it earlier, it said success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. Um, and it doesn't mean it's necessarily money. So like all those things can all be considered successes, the smaller things. Yeah, I mean, let's get as deep as we can, as fast as we can, right? So the problem with these days with success and how the media picture this is that a lot of people these days think like, okay, if I make money and have a big career mm -hmm. and have all the success in the world, I'll be fine. And that is not true, of course. And that's why um, we see a lot of, yeah, um, depressions and even worse because yeah. people don't haven't figured out for themselves what success is or what what success would mean for them that's true and i like how you look at success as just living life in your own terms like a big part of that for me is happiness so i think that's probably the primary goal over money and everything else like i just want to live a happy life as well yeah um, of course, if you say that to people, then they're going to say, yeah, but uh, you're not going to be happy every time. And that's true. Like what happens if your, uh, your significant other dies or whatever if happens if your child dies? Okay. I mean, those are, are tough times and nobody's going to be happy. But I don't think it's about being happy all the time. It's about being um, happy uh, when you're in control or like being happy when when you can or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like about having like a positive outlook on life, like happiness. Mm -hmm. It's just like no matter yeah. what happens, you can still pick yourself back up. It might take some time, like if something traumatic happened, like a death in the family or whatnot. But just the main goal, just being able to get back to that place where you're content in life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, look, success comes in, in is comes in different ways for everybody. Some people right. will want that a big house. Other people want like five kids. Other, you know, I mean, success yeah. is, is comes in all shapes and, and forms. So it's very individual what success means to you. But you have to figure out what it truly, what true success truly means for you, but what truly will um, fulfill you, let's say. That's true, because if you're looking at people who are working 18 hours a day and you feel like that's what you have to do to be successful too, that might not work for you. Maybe something else equals success. So don't just copy off of people who are popular, um, you know, figure out what it, what it means to you. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him before. <laughs> let's do it again. So like Gary Vee, for instance, I mean, he has his, uh, his what is it, uh, Daily Gary Vee or something like that. And I was watching that for uh, over six months every day. And he, yeah. it, basically, it's him doing meetings, right? That's all it is, right? Spoiler yeah. alert, that's all he's doing. So if you think like, oh, my God, I want to be like Gary Vee. And if you don't like doing meetings, yeah, then, then you can be successful, but you're not going to like it. So, I mean, I, I know for sure I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that life. So and you said that before, too. So. Um, right. it's different for everyone that's the thing right yeah you need a special type of personality to to do that type of thing because that's a lot of work and i wouldn't yeah. enjoy it like you said yeah and, and even in my field if i can call it a field like even in trading uh success is different for everyone i mean i've list, i've read a book uh, of of old uh retired traders and that was one of the books that that really propelled me to my success and what I learned from that book was that like it, traders, even traders come in very different sh shapes and forms. There were guys who are like 18 hours a day on, in, in a, an office in Wall Street. There was another guy who had a, uh, a mansion in Costa Rica and did this trading from there. There was another guy who, um, who traded eight hours per day, a day. There was another guy who, who like only took at the mark looked at the markets two times in a year so i mean even for traders success is, is so diverse so even for you as a trader you have to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it mm -hmm. yeah that's true so for you personally who are some of the most successful people that you look up to and not necessarily want to copy them but like you would want to take certain aspects of what they've done in life to reach their success um yeah i mean Tony, Tony Robbins, for instance, I, I really like him um, because his, his life story is also um, inspirational. I mean, he's not only someone who tells what you have to do, but he also did it in his own way. So, I mean, it's credible. It's a credible story. Mm -hmm. And do you think that having a, a tougher childhood or a tougher background can potentially get you like more success, you know, like using that? as a way to propel you forward. Like I think people who usually face hardships actually have more drive and mm, yeah, that's, successful than those are, who are not. That's, that's true in a way, but yeah, if they want it, the, the thing that I, that's true. Right. I mean, uh, I see that a lot that people from a, 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 a tough background uh, tend uh, end up being more successful, but the problem is a lot of them haven't like uh, really reconciled with their past. And then success will never last. If mm. if you if you if you if only if the only thing you do is just like chase success to get revenge on your past, but never get it through or see what it is, you'll never be happy. Yeah, it's important to to be to heal as well. Because I think Tony Robbins he had a pretty tough 
childhood. So did um, Grant Cardone. He had a tough childhood as well. Like I think his father had passed away from a heart attack when he was younger and he had multiple, his mother was dating multiple men, if I'm correct or whatever, during his childhood. So he never had a father for growing up. So I think, and he's very successful now, you know, and he, right. It seems like he's happy. He says he's happy, but um, I mean, I don't know if those people have ever faced, actually faced what they've been through growing up. You never know yeah. because there's one, one image that's portrayed in the media and then you never know what someone's going through personally. Yeah, there, there are a couple of issues with it. For instance, there's the survivorship bias. So we only see the ones who made it, right? We only see the ones who had a tough childhood and were successful now. We don't yeah. see the ones who, who weren't successful because those are, are, you know, dead or like, you know, in jail. So we only see the, the lucky ones who survived. That's the first thing. Second mm-hmm. thing, like this very, very well said, like they are going to tell their stories the way it suits them better, right? Um, that's something I do now too. Uh, I would uh, exaggerate some parts of my life just because it sounds better. Like if mm-hmm. I can say that I was almost homeless, that sounds better than saying like, yeah, uh, I had six months left or, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's probably what they're doing too. They're juicing some stories of some parts of their stories to make them or make their story or their legacy better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, you have to be careful with stories like that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out and, and create a struggle or suffering for yourself. And then <laughs> no, say, yeah, I think that's going to make me a billionaire. I, I don't think that works. Yeah, absolutely not. And I think like they also, on the other end of the coin, they say that people who have everything and wealth has been handed to them. A lot of them just have no motivation to actually, or don't know how to strive for something because everything's been handed to them. They've been born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I've heard that end of the story as well. Yeah, this, I, I have some, I mean, I, I don't know how far I can go with this, but uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. I, I have some very close um, person in my family who was in that situation and he was like true, like born in true um, wealth. I mean, like not just rich parent, but like intergenerational wealth. And mm-hmm. it's hard for people like that to really... Uh, yeah, to, to be successful or to have some kind of ambition because what, what do you do if you, like, if you don't have to do it for the money and your kids don't have to do it for the money and your grandkids never have to work? Yeah, it's hard, right? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, you have to find a way to, to find ambition and it's hard for people like that. How do you think that you would respond in that situation if you were born, I mean, it's not like your parents are bad or like you're not born in a bad situation, but like, if you were born like in a really wealthy family, like Oprah or something, like how do you yeah. think you respond? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I, it would be hard for me because uh, mm-hmm. I know my character. I'm lazy as a. I'm already lazy as a as a, from the start. So I would, I would probably not do that much. Um, and the problem is like, if your father is like a billionaire, what what do you want to accomplish? Like, mm-hmm. if you if you make ten million dollars, everybody will say yeah, but you know, and it doesn't matter. Um, you can be a, a philanthropist or something like that. People will say, yeah, but he's doing yeah. yeah, he's doing it with his parents. Everything you'll do, and, and I see that with um, the person who is close to me, everything he's, he's, do, he's doing, is pe- people are saying, yeah, but it's easy for him. He's donated because of his family. So mm-hmm. there's actually, I mean, it's very tough. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain and I'm not going to feel sorry for him, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd rather have my situation, everything I make, uh, is mine because there was never anything so yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's easier that, that way definitely for me. yeah i would agree with that so what are some of the biggest obstacles you've had to face 
to get where you are today, like to have been come to have become a successful trader and investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to go to sound strange for some people, but sometimes it's success is, is the biggest uh, inhibitor of bigger, of even bigger success. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm doing something and it works out and that uh, keeps me for, from doing it even better. And sometimes, I mean, that's, for instance, like in poker is that very important. If like, if you start doing something and you get immediately success, mm-hmm. you don't improve because you think like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good enough. But the problem is then your good luck ends and you don't have any skills. So it's better to start and have like no success and that you have to struggle for everything. <laughs> everything that, that you get handed everything at once and because then you never learn. Well, for one thing, if you struggle for everything, you'll definitely appreciate, you know, what you receive more. And then the other thing, what you were saying, um, how once you get success, then it's hard to like reach for a bigger success. I, I think that's all. Uh, like kind of complacency, like you become content with what you have, and you're like, oh, that's enough. I don't need to strive for anything else. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can get it. You can look at it very practical, right? The the writing challenge. Suppose you do your writing challenge, and after two days of writing, uh, somebody links your article, and suddenly uh, 10k people clap for your post. If that's your third day, you're like, okay, that's great. I'm a great writer. You know what I mean? You think that that's normal and then for instance suppose that that leads into a publication or, or whatever a paying job or something like that. yeah i'm the greatest writer ever so we never had that we had to like fight for every follower especially in the beginning so you mm-hmm. you figure out a lot of things you're really critical for your writing you do a lot of soul searching all those things but of course if you write five days and and, and you get 10k claps because somebody likes your article or whatever yeah, you never do that, right? You never improve as a writer. You think you're the best writer ever. And like, I mean, if I look, look at my first first five days of writing, if that would have been my eternal writing, that would be embarrassing. But it would have been, <laughs> it would have ended up like way if I had success right away. Yeah, let's talk about that some more. So let, let's say we had received like 20,000 followers by some miracle, like, a weekend to writing a medium would it would it have affected like continuing the challenge for you or do you think that you would have still like felt motivated to keep going and get more followers or just keep writing because you challenge yourself well of course like suppose you suppose it happens right you're right and that the 2k the 20k magically happens i would see that as like a sign of the universe so you're like yeah you know what i mean but that's how i would yeah i would still be motivated and yeah, maybe I would then try to, I mean, do crazier things or something like that. So I, it's not that I not would would end it, but um, it would be very bad for my writing. That's the the only thing I can really say or be really sure about that. Wait, why do you think it'd be bad for your writing though? Yeah, because I would coast, right? Be like, yeah, look at me, all that success. I, I you know, what I mean, I first month that I wrote, nobody uh, read me. Because you would think you're so good and you have nothing else to improve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, because like you said, I definitely feel like I'd be more motivated to continue writing and I would want to do better. But yeah, that would stink if I thought my one piece like was great. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm good as a writer. But yeah, I think yeah. we can always improve. <laughs> That's the thing that I saw in my poker career. There were, there were guys who couldn't play poker for if, it's, if it saved their life, but they yeah. won a tournament, got 50K and, and they never improved their game because they were like, yeah, why should I'm the best one ever, but they just got there on luck. 
So it's, it's better to, to be like, never get lucky and just have to work for everything because that makes you stronger. Yeah, that's true. So do you think there's anything that you can't live without accomplishing in life? I know you said you want to live in your own terms. Is there any one particular thing that you like, I definitely want to, to accomplish this before the end? Mm, not really. Like, I, mean, this, I mean, I know this is not gonna this is gonna sound not ambitious, but I, I mean extremely ambitious. But I don't like to limit myself with uh, with goals or, or or in time or in space. I mean, like I don't know. It's hard. To, I mean, I try not to play fixed games. I try not to play things that are limited. I try not to to box myself into a corner. I try not to label myself. So um, I don't know if there's something that I, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, I don't have that either, actually. But the only reason is because whatever I feel like I want, I go after it like ASAP because I don't want to live without regrets. I don't want to be at the end saying, oh, I wish I had tried that. Or I wish I tried this. I just do it as soon as I can. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I've talked about it before, probably even on the podcast, like I'm going to be a millionaire by 40 and a billionaire by 60. But I mean, that's not like something I want to accomplish. That's just going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's not really one specific thing that I say like this. I have to do in my life, or my life is failed. No, it doesn't work that that way for me. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. Like, I think before I was thinking there would be something, but like, I think my big thing last year was the trip, and I was like, if I don't go on this trip now, I'm probably gonna regret it in five years. So I did it, and like writing a medium and stuff like that. Like, I've just been recently just doing whatever it is that I that I want to work towards. Yeah, that, that's 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 how you have to be in my opinion, be very fluid about who you who you are, what you want to do, especially in this world. It's very chaotic. Everything can change on the, on on a dime. So keep yeah. your options open, try to be as as fluid as you can and uh, um, profit or benefit from every possible outcome. That's how I do it. So there's I'm not going to say like I have to do this in 5 years because yeah, it's, it's very hard to predict even what's going to happen in a year. Yeah, and success, like, it, it takes time, too. So, like, let's talk about your, your trading again. So how long had you been doing that before you reached your first bit of success with trading? I think you have to really think three or four years, three years and a half, I think, three years, especially three years. But that's normal in trading. I mean, they say in trading that uh, in, you, know, you only know if you're a good trader if you traded for 10 years profitable and not grew up. So I'm not even there, so I... What do I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So would you say that you're pretty good at patience then? Yeah. I, I, you have to be. You have to be extremely patient. Um, but well, it's a combination. Of, yeah. yeah. No, so you it's have a like, combination of the two, right? <laughs> you have to be like extremely patient and extremely aggressive at the same time. But 99% of the time, you're just patient, patient and waiting for, for your spots. Oh, that's true. You wrote a story about that too, about being patient and aggressive when necessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. But uh, that reminds me of like, um, there's one thing I would like to do in trading, even though I said like, I don't want to box myself in and I don't want to, you know, all those things. But there's <laughs> one thing I would do in the trading ar- arena, but I, I mean, I, I have like a year, uh, my la- the rest of my life re- left to do that. And I would uh, do the ultimate buying campaign, but that's like a technical trader term. So I would like to, 
I write the bull market as perfect as I, as can be. So that's just buying from the from the bottom and just writing it up all the all the way down all the way up. So <laughs> that's that's what I want to do. Um, but that's very difficult. Like for instance, the best trader that ever lived, uh, it took thirty five years for him to do that. So it's not <laughs> would you have to be a true stoic to do that? Yeah, you have to. I mean, first of all, you have. To do that, it's so insanely, ridiculously uh, difficult because you have to be, first of all, you have to be contrarian. Everybody else will say like, what a fool, right? Nobody will, will like that position. You have to be contrarian. You have to be like, um, hey, don't care about the money because it, it, at the beginning, it feels like you're, you're burning your money. You have to be like patient. You have to be like also extremely um, confident. I mean, it's, it's, that's like the, the Super Bowl of trading, let's say, if you can do that. Yeah. And that's like with a lot of things with money, like sometimes you had to put money out, like money's not the only way. It's like, for instance, I did Facebook ads before and like you had to be patient because you had to test everything out first, but it's kind of scary letting go of that money. So sometimes you have to let go of that fear and hopefully it'll work out though, but it's not always going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the number one thing I had to learn is how learn how to lose. People don't understand that. Like, huh, what are you saying? So to become a winning trader, I had to learn how to lose because if you don't know how to lose, you're going to lose <laughs> because like you have to, you can't be afraid of, of putting it out there. And like, like you say, sowing, sowing seeds, right? Sometimes you have yeah. to like, test things out and then it's going to cost you money. If you can't do that, you're not going to test it. You're not going to improve and nothing is going to happen. So yeah, yeah it's true. You have to learn. And uh, some people can't do it. For instance, not everybody is, is can be a trader. There are people who do, just can't lose money and, and, yeah, they can't trade. They could be accountants or they could be uh, lawyers, but they can't be traders. And not wrong with that, of course, right? Yeah, that's true. And like also, if you're saying like we have to sow seeds, sometimes it's money, but it can be something like, you know, in our writing challenge and writing, like what if we wrote for the entire year and had no followers? It's not a risk, but it's like something that you're sowing. You never know for sure, for certain what the result will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to... And in a way, it's failure again, right? Like losing money is failing, but like riding every day for a year and not having followers is failure too. You can't be afraid of failure. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's in a way how I operate now. I just try to look as fast as I can for failure and ways to fail. Or, you know, I want to see as fast as I can if what I do is working. And the only way to do that is to test the limits and go, like go crazy, right? Test it, right? Write, um, write good things, write bad things, but see how people react. And yeah, that's how you have to do it. Yeah, they always say that. They say like people in business, they always try to look for ways to try to make their business go bankrupt or like go broke or fail because it helps them to be more successful. Well, yeah. <laughs> you have to be careful with the expressions like that because then people would think, oh, okay, I'm going to, to, to ruin my business. But it's no, something like that. You want to test, you want to test, um, you want to test where, your, where your strengths and your weaknesses are. And you want to, the weaknesses, you only can test them in, in, in practice. So that's, for instance, what you do if you stress test like your, uh, your, um, your computer code, you would like throw all the, the worst cases on it and see if it survives. If you don't do that, your code is never going to be strong enough. Same, same with your business, same with your writing. You have to put it in the worst conditions and see if it survives. Right. Or do you have, okay, so do you have to necessarily 
put it in the worst conditions or you're just looking like, I think it's more like you're looking for those weak points, right? You're looking for like, what's the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. How yeah, could but, I? But sometimes, for instance, sometimes, I mean, I would write something and I would think like, this is not going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of my followers don't, uh, will not like this, but I still want to put it out there. Even yeah. though I think people won't like it, but I want to see if I, if, if I'm wrong. Uh, you know, as you see, I want to test if that's what I think is that's wrong. Because if you don't put it out there, you don't know. And maybe for the rest of life, your life, you'll live with the idea that that is not something that works. But if you will test it and people will like it, you know what I mean? Could be the best idea ever. That's true. And I guess in the case of writing, it's not like going to be like a dire consequence. Like the worst thing is we get like a couple claps or none. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing in life like that, right? We always think like, um that we risk a lot but in fact we don't risk a lot right i mean like if you go to a party and they're like uh, let's say let's say you're looking for uh for to raise money and they're all rich entrepreneurs there or rich investors i mean what is the worst thing that can happen is that they all say no i mean then you 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 end it where you started right you you started with mm-hmm. no money and you ended with no money and the only thing that happened is that you like you lost your face but who cares right yeah In 10 years nobody will remember that so i mean yeah can't, I mean, people think about risk, but risk, there's, there's not a lot of real risk out there if you're not uh, fighting in a war or uh, living in like a bad na- neighborhood. Most of our, our risk is kind of uh, limited, right? Yeah, I think so in general. Yeah. So do you have any last thoughts on success or yeah. any tips? I, I just thought of something um, about what he said, um, if you start out doing something and you get um, successful at, at once, that, that is bad for you in the long term. Because I realized that like um, I had a tomato plant, um, right? And mm-hmm. they said to me like, you can't give it that much water in the beginning. And that's so strange because you think like, hey, why, why can't I give it much water? But the problem is if you give it a lot of water in the beginning, it doesn't grow out its, its root system. So if you mm-hmm. don't give it that much water, its root system grows looking for all the extra drops of water it needs. And that way it's much stronger in the future. So it's the same with this thing too. If you get, it's, if it's too easy in the beginning, you don't grow roots and you don't survive on the long term. That's true. If you get everything at first, then you're weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that's a good place to end this episode today, guys. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us some claps on Anchor and follow us. Otherwise, we will see you on the episode tomorrow. Okay, bye.